When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I'm Ben. Ben, I have to first apologize for my voice. It's a little scratchy today. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to make it through this, but uh, you may have to uh, carry the burden of this episode. Well, you know, it's weird doing what we do, Scott, because first things first, are you okay? Are you oh, un- under the weather a little? Or? Totally fine. Just a scratchy throat, and yeah. uh, I'll get through it. I, I apologize to listeners. I know it sounds <laughs> a little odd, I'm sure, but uh, hopefully I can, uh, you know, it'll it'll hang on for the rest of the episode. Ah, but that's the second thing that I was going to say, which ties into our uh, show here, is that I love having a scratchy throat on the show because you get a little bit of a, you know, a Batman kind of voice. It's a little deeper, but uh, cool. sometimes it gets a, it gets really deep. But uh, this isn't one. It's just uh, kind of an annoying thing right now. So <laughs> we'll try to get through it, I promise. And if it if it cracks a little bit, I apologize. But uh, today's topic um, is a pretty interesting one, I think, mm-hmm. and not for the reason you might think. Um, we're we're going to talk about the North American Car of the Year and the North American Truck of the Year. Or, oh, yeah, or utility. utility. Yeah, truck utility. And um, not necessarily about the products that won, because we'll talk about those just briefly. Sure. But this is more about the process itself. Ah, yes. Who decides? Because we are here to celebrate the winners of the uh, 2015 award, right? But we are also here to investigate the process. So what what happens, Scott? How does, how does a car become uh, just even a finalist, right? Oh, okay. Well, finally, okay. There's a, there's a long process that goes on here. All right. There's a, there's a three stage process. And, um, I guess it all begins back in, well, I guess the fall of the previous year is when it starts. And th- what happens is as, as we'll go through these stages, it becomes increasingly small, a smaller list of vehicles, right? So they right. start it's, out with this massive list. And it's always winnowing down. And I, and when I say a massive list, I mean like maybe 50 or so vehicles, right? And for each one, each segment, like for the cars and for the truck and the utility. And they're going to, you know, again, like you said, whittle this down to about three finalists at, right. the, at the end. But there, there is a three-stage process that we'll talk about here. And it begins in the fall of the, the previous year. 
So and, in 2014 yeah, fall. Yeah, 2014. And um, all these jurors, and the jurors are made up of, uh, of journalists, right? Yeah, there are around... 57 jurors uh, in North America, and they all work in some form of media. So this could be magazine, newspaper, online, uh, like us, potentially. We could be jurors. Well, sort of. They're, they're veteran automotive journalists. Right, yes. yes we, maybe we're veterans at this point. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're certainly not rural jurors. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, we don't have access to the new vehicles like they do. That's and true. That's, and that's critical is that, you know, they've reviewed and and documented each one of these vehicles and really kind of uh, tested them and driven them and, and been around them for a long time. And that's how they can make these decisions about each of these vehicles. Right. So, so yeah. there are 57 jurors, and they all kind of uh, they, they all get together and they consider all the new or substantially changed vehicles for that year. And that's the important part is brand new or substantially changed. It doesn't have to be a brand new model. It doesn't have to be a complete revamp of the whole thing. Yeah, just a substantive update. Exactly right. Yeah, so that's kind of a, a gray area right there. But So they consider about 60 new vehicles in total, right, like cars and trucks. Yeah. And then they almost right away whittle that down. They kind of choose between them uh, about a dozen or so cars and trucks from, you know, that longer list. So it's yeah. already being narrowed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the uh, let's say at the beginning of August 2014, that's when the jury released their uh, total, their big list, the people in the running or the vehicles in the running. And as you said, Scott, it whittles down pretty quickly. The um, the same jury is in there for the entire process, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they, they take the, the big list, they whittle it down to the smaller list, which this year ended up being. Uh, 10 cars and about 12 trucks or utility vehicles, SUVs, you know, whatever. Um, and, and that's called the short list, which not really technical terms by any means at this <laughs> point. But um, so that that short list then kind of sits there and everybody agrees that that's the one. And that's the cars that they're going to focus on. And they're going to look at them. They're going to really investigate these vehicles. Right. And uh, 10 or 12 cars and trucks. Yeah. And uh, and I can just uh, laundry list this pretty quick if you want. Sure. Just so everybody can see uh, the other vehicles that we're in the running before we tell you about the winners. So in the running, we've got the Acura TLX, the Audi A3, Chrysler 200, Ford Mustang, of course, the Honda Fit, Hyundai Genesis Sedan, Hyundai Sonata, Mercedes-Benz C-Class, Toyota Camry, the Volkswagen Golf, and those are the cars, yes, right? that was 10 vehicles. Yeah. And uh, then there's also a, a short list of trucks, right? Trucks mm-hmm. and utility vehicles. Yeah, we've got the uh, Audi Q3, the Chevrolet Colorado, the Chevy Tahoe, Ford F-150, of course, the GMC Canyon, Lexus NX, the Lincoln MKC, uh, the Mercedes-Benz uh, GLA class, the Nissan Murano, the Porsche Macan, the Subaru Outback, and the Toyota Highlander. Hmm. All right, so not bad. And that was the short list uh, that, that, you know, they had developed by, let's say, uh, fall of last year. Mm-hmm. All right. So that list kind of sits there, as we said. And uh, that's the one that they investigate. They really go in depth, you know, on these on these 10 or 12 vehicles. And then in early December, of, again, of the previous year, so in December of 2014, this is what they call the first vote. And the first vote uh, is where jurors vote on the short list of vehicles. And they send their votes into an accounting firm in Detroit called Deloitte & Touche. Yep. And on that short ballot, jurors are given 25 points to distribute however they choose. But there are some rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so no more than 10 points can be given to a single vehicle. That's the car, well, car and truck. So right. you give 10 points to a car and 10 points to a truck. 
Uh, it's like two separate lists you would treat it as. Sure. Uh, but all points have to be used, so you can break it up however you want. And this is where it gets kind of interesting. So among the 10 vehicles, you have to picture this like a big spreadsheet. And then you can look at all these results if you want. We'll give you the website in a little while. Yeah, there's some through. history here. Um, you can break this up however you want. So all the points have to be used. So you could break it up like, uh, you know, your 25 points. You could say, you know, 10 for this vehicle, 5 for that one, 5 for that one, and 5 for that one. Or you could break it up even smaller, like, you know, three for this one, two, three, two, mm-hmm. three, two, four, six, you know, et cetera, um, until you get to your 25. But you have to use all of your points. That's one of the rules. Right. There are no empty points. Mm-hmm. Also, another one of the rules is that the ballots have to be secret. Mm-hmm. So of course. Uh, there's there's this great little note here uh, about when the jurors find out who won. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's they don't know, you guys. They find out the same time that uh, you or I would. Only the person who calculates the votes at the accounting firm knows up until the very announcement that, uh, you know, who exactly won. But we're not to that point yet. Not because yet. that was the first vote. And there's a um, so the result of the first note um, kind of narrows the field down to three cars and three trucks, mm-hmm. typically. Now, yeah. I've seen in the past, I mean, looking through the results from. Uh, well, this, this, this war goes back 22 years. So back to 1994. Mm-hmm. And I've seen in the past where there have been four finalists in certain categories. And I would have to assume that's got to be a tie. You know, there's a, a yeah. points tie that they just simply can't break. So, um, typically it's three cars and three trucks. And the finalists are announced at a luncheon that's held by the Automotive Press Association in Detroit. And at that, you know, at that point, once they have that, uh, you know, the, the, the final three, I guess. Right. In early January of this year, so in early January of 2015, uh, the jurors get together and they vote on three on the three selected cars and three selected trucks from that from that mm-hmm. first vote, and this is what's called the second vote. So the jurors are given ten points this time instead of 25. They're given ten points uh, for cars and ten points for trucks, and they can break this up again however they want. They can give all the points to one vehicle. Or they can break it up, you know, between the between them if they want to. Mm-hmm. But again, all ten points must be used on cars and on trucks. Yeah, and uh, just for a note for the history buffs, there you'll be interested to know perhaps that in 1996, that was as far as I can find the most recent year where oh no, that's the that's the year when there were four selections on each side, oh, okay. right? So both for cars and for trucks. The most recent year with uh. Four entries going into that second vote there. Uh, 2003 with the truck category, uh, the Volvo XC90, Hummer H2, Honda Element, and uh, the returning Nissan Murano. So it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's not uh, It's not a thing that usually happens. I think you're right when you say that three is about where they're at on average. I think they try to stay at three. Yeah. I, I'm sure that that's what they, they're they shooting for, I guess. I mean, it's got to impact the point system, too. So the uh, so the result, you know, okay, so we start with 50 vehicles. It narrows down to about 10 or 12 cars and 10 or 12 trucks. Yeah. And then that is narrowed down again to three choices, and then that's voted on, and then the winner is selected from those three. And this year, the uh, you know you read the list of the cars and trucks, right? right? This year, the finalists, you know, when they got down to the final three, mm-hmm. the finalists were the Ford Mustang, yep, the Hyundai Genesis sedan, mm-hmm. and the Volkswagen Golf GTI. Yeah, for the and, cars. Yeah, and for the trucks, it was the Chevy Colorado, the Ford F one fifty, and the Lincoln MKC. That's right. And then on, uh, let's see, I guess it would be on January twelfth of this year mm-hmm. at the North American International Auto Show in Detroit. So that's the Detroit Auto Show, if you mm-hmm. want to just call. It what everybody calls it. What everyone um, else calls yeah, it. Yeah, they hold a big press conference right at the beginning of the show, 
and they announced the winner of the North American Car of the Year. And this year, the winners were you want, Ben. You want to tell them? Well, uh, let's let's let everybody think uh, for themselves. If you haven't heard the results yet, uh, just a helpful poll for the top three cars. Uh, when people were polled, 61% voted for the Ford Mustang, 12% voted for the Hyundai Genesis, 26% voted for the Volkswagen Golf. And this is interesting because the winner, if we could get a drum roll from our super producer, Noel Brown, was the Volkswagen Golf. Hmm. So 26% of the people thought the Golf was going to win, and it emerges as the winner. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. That, you know, it's interesting because you have to wonder why everybody seems so certain that the Ford Mustang would take the crown. I don't know, and I've seen, you know, some uh, some press materials that came out that even... and I, I, I'm hesitant to say this, but I think even the Volkswagen people were surprised by this. Now they, they have confidence in their product, of sure. course. And you know, they know it's a good product. It was, I mean, just to make it to the top three is really something. But I think that everybody simply expected the, uh, the Ford Mustang to, uh, to take this award this year. Now, you know, the golf, this wasn't the first, uh, rodeo for the golf. It was also a finalist in, uh, 2010 and it lost to the, uh, 
Ford Fusion, the hybrid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've had this weird feeling. Like I thought that it had won in the past, but maybe I'm thinking of a different award. Um, I'm looking at this long it, list here. It had won in the past. Volkswagen won in the past uh, with the uh, new Beetle. Oh, the Beetle. in '99. Okay, all right. That's but, maybe what was uh, triggering yeah. that memory. Anyways, mm-hmm. but there's some there's some strange things that go on with all this. I mean, it, it's interesting how the public opinion and the and the professionals vote don't match up. I mean, that's strange that you said it was, what, 61% of the public yeah. thought that it was, the nod was going to go to the Ford Mustang. Oh, yeah, overwhelmingly. And I'll be honest. I think that that is a fantastic car. I've been really looking into the uh, the Mustang recently. It is, yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, all the way through. Yeah, it's a, it's a consistent ride, too. It doesn't have any really big issues, or I should say it hasn't had any yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty, pretty new. Yeah, it's pretty new. It's a spring chicken at this point. But uh, we do know... That one big difference between the jurors and the public is that the jurors are likely driving uh, these vehicles and having firsthand hand on the wheel experience, whereas public opinion is just that people's opinions oftentimes based on, you know, brand loyalty is a big one. Sure. You know, yeah, there's a bunch of factors. And you know what? The factors that, that they uh, that they kind of base all this on yeah. are innovation, comfort, design, safety, handling, driver satisfaction and value for the dollar. So most people, when they're when they're saying, well, this car should be car of the year, North American car of the year, they're probably considering, you know, two or three of those things. Not all of them, you know, right. The whole ball of wax, I guess. Yeah, uh, because, you know, the, these people that we're talking about, these veteran journalists, they, as you said, have had a chance to um, either drive it firsthand or just have been around it for testing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're in a position where they're able to, uh, you know, maybe go to a dealership and, and ask them to borrow one for a week or, you know, whatever. But they have to get the research done ahead of time. Whereas you and I, if we were to do this, you know, we'd, we'd have an article to look at. Uh, we might be able to <laughs> see one at a dealership, but um, not really in a position to ask for a vehicle to uh you know, to test it or to uh, to consider it for an award like this. Yet, you know, I've I've tried that at some of the uh, stoplights outside of our new office. <laughs> right. You know, and say, uh, uh, I wish I had a car stuff badge that I could flash. You know, like those scenes in uh, buddy cop comedies where someone requisitions a car. Now, how far do you think that would get you? Uh, a car stuff badge. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we'll try it. You have to look official. Yeah, it's going to have to look pretty official. Maybe I, wear a hat. Yeah, hats are good. Uh, maybe, you know what, it might be illegal to uh, to requisition someone's car for a podcast. I would think so. Well, this is not a legal show, so we, <laughs> we don't know. But yeah. we, we, you know what we haven't yeah. told? We haven't talked about the truck yet. Right, yeah. So as we said, the three truck finalists were the Chevy Colorado, Ford F-150, and the Lincoln MKC. Scott, who won this round this year it was the ford f-150 and i gotta tell you i'm not surprised by that one bit no i think that even more so than the mustang people were expecting didn't we do a uh we did a uh pickup truck roundup type show right yeah uh, late last year mm-hmm. we were talking about the brand new ford f-150 and uh you know kind of all the, the cool things that it had going for it oh yeah and uh that seems like quite a vehicle i, I still haven't been able to get to a dealership and really poke around one yet, you know, mm-hmm. talk to a talk to a uh, a salesperson about it, um, you know, find out some of the feedback from you know people that have actually bought these already. Yeah, uh, we do have a, you know what, Ben, we have a, a Facebook or a podcast listener, I guess his name is John Moore, and he writes in occasionally to us, and he says that uh, he works at a uh, place called the Novellus Kingston, 
plant, I guess, where they um, are a an aluminum producer that supplies Ford uh, for the new F one fifty. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he I remember writes this. in and uh, he, he's asking about you know what do you think about aluminum trucks and you know all this stuff. So he's got a lot of questions about um, you know the end product, I guess. And uh, I mean, what better way to uh, to say that you know everybody's kind of buying into this idea of mm. aluminum trucks now. The, well, these military grade aluminum trucks, right? Uh, it's not and, your uh, it's not your mom's aluminum foil. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, to get the North American, I guess it'd be truck utility of the year. Yeah, that's a pretty big honor. Well, let's also point out for people who, for some reason, might be unfamiliar with the Ford F series that. The F-150 has been the best-selling vehicle in the United States for over three decades. Three decades. That's yeah. a huge run. And that's not best-selling pickup truck. That's best-selling vehicle. Amazing. And uh, this, I mean, it's, it's dependable and it's ubiquitous. I have not personally owned one, but every time I'm in one, it's, it's a great ride. They've got a powerful engine, mm-hmm. typically, and uh, I, you know, act. If I were going to buy a pickup truck this year, this would be the one I buy. Really? Yeah. Probably extended cab. So Maybe I the can... Raptor version. <laughs> Maybe I should get the Raptor version. <laughs> All right. So oh, I know... saw a Cyclone. This is so, I'm sorry, this is oh, so off topic. Not a problem. It's, uh, I saw a Cyclone. We're talking about trucks. Where did you see a Cyclone in Atlanta? Yeah, over uh, down toward where I live in the southeast side of the city. Mm-hmm. I was I was passing this uh, I was passing this guy. And then I stopped and I, I ended up getting behind him because we were in a two lane road and I didn't realize that I was being creepy because I was following him trying to get a picture, you know, the badging on the back and yeah. everything. And, uh, eventually we, we pulled into the same parking lot and I said, Hey, is that a, you know, is that a cyclone? Like what, what you get it? What do you think about it? Tell yeah. me some more. And then, uh, he got it from his folks apparently. Hmm. So this was just like his, daily driver but uh cyclones for anybody who remembers us mentioning that earlier are uh not the most common sight no it's a rare bird so yeah uh, it's a good find man oh hey thank I, you man. i haven't seen one of those in the street in a long long time well there's one out there in, in our neck of the woods oh, cool maybe we'll see it around yeah all right so i was uh i was just getting to uh that they're kind of particular about the name of the uh, of the award as well oh yeah and uh, you know you when you when you talk about it it's not the north american it's i'm sorry it's it is the North American Car of the Year Award and the North American Truck Utility of the Year Award, mm-hmm. and it's not the Car of the Year or the Truck of the Year. So, nope. if, you, so if you say just the the Car of the Year or you say Truck of the Year, that's not how they want their award. Uh, I guess um, pronounced, marketed, yeah, yeah. marketed. Yeah, I guess maybe that's the way to say it. Um, they're very particular about it, and um, they also want to point out that it is not the North American International Auto Show or the Detroit <laughs> Auto Show that right. that. Um, that gives this award because that's what the assumption that a lot of people have is because it's announced there. Yeah. Um, but it has nothing to do with the show or anything like that. It just happens to be a, a like the first event of the year and a, a good event, you know, where the automotive media is focused on that event anyways. That's where they make the announcement. It's like a good venue for it or yeah. a good vehicle. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, the, the thing, as we said, it's been around for 22 years. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by the Car of the Year Award that was handed out in Europe. Mm-hmm. Originally, so back in 1994, they said, "Well, we got to do something here for the North American market. Let's uh, let's get this together." And one reason that it holds a lot of weight with uh, with shoppers, you know, people who are buying cars, um, you know, to to say that you're going to look for you know a new vehicle and buy the whatever the recipient of the North American Car of the Year Award was or the Truck of the Year Award, uh-huh. um, 
is because this organization is a, um, it's kind of like a standalone thing. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Yeah, it's a nonprofit, right? Yeah. And it's uh it's independent, so the these people are not the the car manufacturers themselves play no role in selecting these jurors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a wide variety of people. It's bloggers, it's people that write articles for sure. uh magazines, it's, TV it's, hosts. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And they're all independent, so and really the organization isn't uh um, owned by any one group, really. Right. It's, uh, and maybe that's not the right way to say it, but it's not, it's not funded by anybody else. The committee is funded exclusively with the dues that are paid by the jurors themselves. Mm-hmm. So they pay to be, an, you know, a member of this, uh, this committee. Right. And then yeah. they become a juror on the, on the, um, I guess the panel that chooses the North American Car and Truck of the Year. And you can read, um, you can read some fantastic articles by, uh, current and former jurors. Uh, that that shed some light on both the selection process and some of the interesting statistics here. Oh, Scott, we should also say that this is not only the eighth time that Ford has won this award. This is the fourth time the F-150 has won. Oh, no kidding. You know, I love looking at these lists. You can find a list, an entire list from 1994 all the way to present online of uh you know past winners and and runners up as well yeah and uh, it's fascinating to kind of look at you know how they're 
how they're all paired together. So, you know, you can go, and no way we're going to go through this whole list from 1994 through present day. I don't know if we have time. No, that. there's not time, but, um, I was looking at, you know, just some of the oddities, I guess, you know, like you mentioned some of the, you know, the time that, you know, four, there were four finalists in the truck category or, or in the car and truck category. Or, um, here's, here's a good one. There were four times in its history, uh, when both products were made, you know, the, the car of the year and the truck of the year. Oh, yeah. Were built by the same company. So, uh, for instance, in 1999, the Chrysler 300M won the Car of the Year award, and the uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee was the truck winner. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, in 2006, Honda, the Honda Civic and then the Honda Ridgeline. Yeah, and in uh, 2010, Ford took both categories, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, with the uh, Fusion Hybrid and the Transit Connect. Yeah, which still, we talked about the Transit Connect uh, with those little wheels. Yeah, the tiny, <laughs> tiny little wheels. They look really small. I think they're, what, 15-inch wheels. They look yeah, really small. Yeah, it's just a perspective trick. Yeah, I guess so. And then in 2014 was the last one where, uh, you know, the, the uh, GM or Chevrolet, actually Chevrolet was the uh, the division that built both products. Uh, of course, you remember the, the Chevy Corvette Stingray one last oh, yeah. year for the brand-new Corvette. Yeah. And then the Chevy Silverado took the first place for the uh, North American Truck of the Year Award. So... Interesting stuff. I mean, and there's a lot more than that. I mean, I'm just kind of piecing together a few things here. It's tough to do this on the fly, but um, if you really study the list, there's a lot of patterns that come out, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and we see some returning things. In some people may may wonder uh, about how many times a foreign manufacturer has made it in because uh, the domestic teams don't always win. And, you know, as as you've heard, listeners, there are uh, import cars are foreign-owned manufacturers on the docket here, too. Sure, and I've got the breakdown if you want to hear it. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, so uh, breakdown of the past 22 years, the domestic automakers have won the North American Car of the Year 12 times, and the foreign automakers have won that same award 10 times. And if you want to break down the foreign makers, mm-hmm. um Japanese automakers have won three times, European automakers have won five times, and Korean automakers have had two wins. Uh, both of those were Hyundais, by the way. Ah, yes. And then if you want to talk about the uh, North American truck or utility competition, uh, domestics have won 15 times, and the foreign automakers have won seven times in that category. So a little more dominant from the, uh, from the domestics in that category. Mm-hmm. But in the, uh, the breakdown of the foreign automakers, Japanese have won, um, Four times, three? Okay. and Europeans have won three times. Ah, that's what it was, yeah, uh, for the truck competition. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing, too, because after the results are announced, you can access the point breakdown. So uh, remember we said, was it, Scott, uh, over 61% of people were pulling for the Ford, relatively small number for the Genesis at 12%, and the Golf was the dark horse. So here's how the points break down. The Genesis gets 110 points. The Mustang gets 204. But the Volkswagen Golf comes out of nowhere, apparently, with 256 votes. Right, and that's out of 570 possible points because there are 57 jurors mm-hmm. with 10 points each to vote for in that or vote with in that second vote. And uh, so out of the 570, I mean, the Golf really, uh, I mean, it got a significant amount of points, 256. When you consider yeah. the way all the ways those could be broken down, mm-hmm. it means a lot of people gave a lot of votes to uh, to the golf. Um, I mean, I, I think that there were a number of them that gave all ten points to the golf. As a matter of fact, yeah, which which speaks very highly for it. Now, Scott, does this affect 
their numbers for uh, car sales? I would think that it has to. I mean, it, it's it's definitely bragging rights, right? I mean, you can sure. advertise that everywhere. You'd, you'd put that in magazines immediately. You would put that on every website that you're advertising on, of course. Uh, billboards around town. I mean, I, I've got to think even at the dealership. You know, there's a – I know that I've seen uh, North American Car of the Year Award stickers in windows of cars oh, that yeah. have received the award in the past. So, you know, you, you look at a um, you know 2014 Chevy Corvette and – you're likely to find one that does have a, uh, a sticker in the back that says that. You know, it's, a, it's again, it's just a bragging thing to to be able to say that this was the car that they chose and, and I chose it as well. And now, let us be candid: there are also going to be a string of people who object to the ruling. There always are, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, listeners, are you one of the people who has who has some beef? With the uh, the golf or the F one fifty winning now, look if you say the F one fifty doesn't deserve to win, I'm going to disagree with you. Well, you know, can I just quickly yeah. say the points because yeah. we didn't talk about truck points. Oh, and, that's a really good and point. And then and then you can wrap up here. Yeah. But as you said, if the F one fifty doesn't deserve to win, I mean, I I also have beef with that because uh, and and so do the jurors apparently uh, because <laughs> the F one fifty received two hundred and ninety seven points. Yeah, Colorado had two hundred and five, and the MKC had only sixty eight points. So the F-150 was a runaway winner in that category. Yeah, and I saw, I, you know, I saw the MKC getting the lowest score mm-hmm. in, in advance, and I, I think people knew that, too. I, I guess so, but, you know, it's still a strong vehicle. I mean, there's a reason it made the top three. It made it through that second vote, even, and, and became a finalist. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all three of them deserve, you know, recognition, of course. Yeah. But the F-150 is just a standout vehicle. Oh, uh, Scott, what's the thing they always say? It's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> yeah, that's Boom. right. It really is. I mean, it, it truly is. When you think about the, uh, the the massive field that they narrow down to these three cars yeah. and trucks, and then uh, and then you know the winner, of course, gets all the accolades. But um, you got to consider those runner, you know, the runner up vehicles too. I mean, you're not going to be doing too bad if you buy a, a Chevy Colorado or a, a you know an MKC either. Right. So, you know, right. Still a winner. I think uh, I think maybe the Lincoln brand too being a little bit pricier. I think that might have played a role because one of those last categories was value for per dollar, value for cost. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's probably have some has probably has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I would think. So uh, let us know what you guys think. Do you believe that the Golf and the F-150 are the rightful winners of this year's contest, or? Do you think that somebody, maybe even the MKC, got robbed? Uh, we want to know, and I'd especially be interested in hearing from someone who drives uh, a Golf or an F-150 as your daily driver. You know, do you, I'm sure you think you made the right choice now, oh, right? Oh, sure. Oh, wait, I have to interrupt myself. I forgot, Scott, we had talked about that website. Yeah, we, that, that's right. Uh, they can go to, you know, listeners can go to NorthAmericanCarOfTheYear.org. And they could find all those spreadsheets that we're talking about because we've we've kind of poured over these ourselves. Sure. And uh, you know, there's a list of the jurors. There's a list of you know the uh, the maybe I don't think it's the the entire first list. You right. Know, the, the it's not list. all sixty or whatever. It's, it's not the long list, but they do show you the short list, which is the one that we read on on air here. The ten to twelve. Um, but it also what this is really interesting. It'll show you the the points distribution and how each juror voted. And, uh, and I find that fascinating, you know, to see exactly yeah. how it all played out. Now, it's a lot of charts and graphs and everything like that. But, um, you know, if you take just 10 minutes to look at it, it will really clear a lot of this up for you. You'll understand it significantly more. 
Exactly. And if you want to recommend a topic for us or check out some of our other podcasts, uh, including, I can't remember exactly the one where he mentioned the cyclone. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Truck Roundup. Might have been. In- including our pickup truck e- episodes of the past. Well, you are in luck. You can go to carstuffshow.com and check out every single podcast we have ever done you know ben now that i'm thinking about it we might have had just an episode that was just about those vehicles. just about the cyclone cyclone huh? typhoon i think oh yeah yeah, about. yeah yeah i think so was that uh that wasn't the one where we had the contest for which which truck had a better name right Ooh, i don't know that was uh the, was it the warlock and the raptor yeah yeah and raptor won raptor was your pick <laughs> barely won i mean I, I think we had we had pretty good response from that and, yeah uh, i think it might have Maybe barely nudged out the warlock. It, it edged out, you know, and and I'm fine with that. Warlock is a weird name for a vehicle. That's yeah, still pretty cool. So if you would like to be a part of our show, then please uh, write to us with a suggestion. All of our best suggestions come from you. Uh, we have Twitter. We have Facebook, of course. Uh, if you'd like to visit us at CarStuffHSW on either one of those sites, we'd love to hear from you. But if you want to send us a topic idea, a picture of your project car, or anything, really, you can write to us directly. We are CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.